Uh, hello and welcome to Pig Ignorant Gamers number seven, lucky number seven. Uh, with me, Graham Goring. Uh, me, Mark Foster. And me, Dave Williamson. Yes, it's Dave's back. Not that stuck up bastard David. Um, yes, so this month is really disorganised. Um, I have done no preparation for it. And the only preparation that uh, David Mark had done is go to a couple, go to Eurogamer, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good, wasn't it? It was enjoyable. Okay. Tiring. So uh, I've made a list of all the things we're going to talk about uh, in no particular order. It's going to be really shambolic. Um, so, so no different. Yeah, so no different to <laughs> well, usual. You no, know, normally I categorise the shit. And normally there's like there's like four separate things. There's like the news section, um, and then there's um, Kickstarter, our brand new shit starter section, which you've only got one entry for, but it's a doozy. And uh, it's a and pretty then, massive shit. So it's terrible, really, really bad, hateful in many ways. Um, and what was the other thing? There was another thing. Oh, and uh, games we played, aka reviews. Um, so let's uh, let's well, let's just try and maintain that structure. Has anybody heard any news to do with games? Uh, well, there's the Steam machines, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Steam's they're really so. Steam. We should explain what this is. <laughs> we should always try and explain. So Steam is a large oh, software God, distribution. Oh God, everyone knows what Steam is. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah. So they they set out these machines, and they're really small. They're about the size of an Xbox, aren't they? Um, but they've got like really powerful PC components in them. They've got well a variety of specs, um, and they've also sent out the pads. But Dave, you were saying that they've sent out the pads to different people than they've sent the machines to. I don't think they've sent them yet, but the impression I got was that they're going to be sending them to different people. So you won't get a machine and a, and a control pad. That sounds mad. I suppose you're sourcing a larger group of people that way. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Just seems like a very odd thing to do. I think you've made that. Did you dream that? Are you, your recollections so it... of this fact <laughs> shortly preceded by eating a lot of cheese and taking a nap? <laughs> Quite possibly, yes. Okay. But yeah, but uh, there's a footage of the pad out now, and it looks it's it looks quite odd because it's it it, cool. rather than dual analog, it's dual um, thumb pad, trackpad, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, I think the weird the thing that's making the big changes because I hate trackpads. Trackpads are the worst, the worst, worst, worst. But it's because I always use my finger on them, not my thumb. And I think when you see them playing it, and they're just effectively using them where you'd use an analog stick on this pad, it's suddenly like, oh yeah, that that totally does work. The thing is with it, there's two different ways to use those um, thumbstick type things as well, because you can use it as a trackpad, or you can actually have like tactile response and press it in and use it as like a D-pad, mm. which is interesting and cool. So you can, depending on whatever game you're playing, if you want to have certain setups, you can just change the way it works. Like if you want to play Meat Boy, you'd maybe use the tactile feedback. So you'd actually be pushing it in like a D-pad and stuff and moving around. But if you're playing like um, like a mouse control game and stuff, you can use it as like a, a glorified mouse. And it does seem, everything seems to have like quite a high DPI. It seems quite responsive from the footage because yeah. um, when you saw him playing Portal 2 on this footage and also Counter-Strike, and although mm. it wasn't great at it... Um, it see, it, it looked see, like it was more precise than using a 360 controller. So. Yeah, absolutely. Just the fact that it's positional rather than like um, velocity-based. Yeah. But yeah, they, they have said that it will have a, an equivalent to a mouse DPI. So yeah, but what worries me is that it's not—it's going to be sh- jack shit for beat 'em ups, isn't it? I just can't well, see I don't it play beat 'em ups. So I know, oh, but beat 'em ups. Everyone is always like, "Oh no, if you're playing beat 'em ups, play them on the Sony pad because it's got the best buttons and things like that." And this really doesn't have the best buttons. I mean, to be honest with you, the layout looks uglier than a Jaguar pad to me, and that is saying something because the Jaguar, Jaguar had a, a fucking awful pad. Um, 
so so that's a little bit of a, a worry in this sort of running pell-mell towards making a new control um, paradigm. They may have sort of fucked themselves over for slightly more old-school games. Um, but uh, it's it's very interesting. I, I'd love to play one. So, Arisa, have you, you, you've applied for it, haven't you, Dave? Uh, yeah, I, I did all the steps to get in, uh, considered for the beta. Right. But they have to send it all the way to England, which they might not. Well, they, no, they said they'll ship them worldwide. Okay. So. And plus, you, I mean, you're a developer on there, Mr. Steam Sale himself, Mr. <laughs> Hackslash Loot. <laughs> I, I don't think that will affect it. You're, I don't know if you know this, but you're Dave Williamson. <laughs> well, I mean, they're actually having a developer um, conference for it where you can go and see it, but it's in Seattle, so I won't oh. be going to that. No, it's two days. It'd be interesting to see if that car revving its tits off outside comes through. That's a bike, obviously. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm going to have to dub it off. I was, tr- I was trying to pretend it wasn't there. So, yeah. I know, but I felt if it, otherwise it's going to sound like someone's doing like a really meaty fart. <laughs> For like Just 10 it was, seconds yeah. continuously. <laughs> I know. I mean, either see a doctor or the book of records. Or well, whatever. we have eaten a lot of uh, junk food. so That's true. We've uh, new sausages today, uh, in case you're wondering. Because I think, you know, we do update <laughs> people on the sausages. And uh, we went with my local butchers. And they were very nice. A little bit salty, possibly. We've got a huge um, list of games to go through. And we're talking about sausages. The sausages are an integral part of this podcast, I feel. I mean... But I think it's a behind-the-scenes sort of thing. Now. This podcast wouldn't exist without it's sausages. It's like the, the fuel... Well, exactly. They're getting a peek behind the curtain. You know, this is, it's, it's like a little extra. And it, except it's, it's in the main body of the podcast, which makes it more special. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, okay. So we'll probably, uh, we should probably, any other news? Anything else that you know about blah, blah, blah? No. No. I've not got anything in my head right now. No. No. At all. That's good. It's completely cause, empty. Because I think what we've learned from last month is that when we discuss the news, it doesn't go very well. Because <laughs> we either talk about something which we have no business talking about. The R word. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Um, or or Rumble you Silskin. basically get me in legal trouble. I mean, it hasn't get happened you yet. In legal tr- Thankfully, Luckily, no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, thank really. That is that is the saving grace of this podcast is that no fucker listens. Um, because otherwise, we could have got in trouble for the incredibly legally contentious things you said. So you two went to Eurogamer <laughs> Expo. You were actually demoing something, at I was, Eurogamer, yeah, Expo, I was which we'll get expoing. to. Yeah. Whereas uh, Dave went there just to, to noodle around and play all the indie games. Yes. Um, and uh, and everyone had an Oculus Rift this year, I believe. Everyone. Not, not in the indies, but yeah, there was there was a fair share of Oculus Rift. Well, you said people were literally just getting them out of their backpacks and a queue would form. Yes, I, I did actually see that happen. Someone just pulled it out of their backpack and started showing people stuff on it. So I assume they had a laptop as well, rather than... Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. This is what it feels like on your head and everything else. But they, they weren't in a booth or anything. They were. It was actually just next to the retro... Cheeky fart section. So. so they couldn't get a stand, much like you at Resd. Um, <laughs> Went along with my laptop and said, hey, yeah, come exactly. along and see this. I think that's... And there was so much space at Resd, actually. You could have totally done that and no one probably would have batted. Are you joking? Either. There was no space at Resd. Oh, at outside Rezd. of the... Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 I was thinking of the indie stand. No, no, was... the indie stand was terrible, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, well, well, we'll discuss some of the games, what you saw there, and I will ask you questions about them, because I know nothing about most of them. <laughs> uh, Actung Arcade. Dave, you saw that. What was that, then? Uh, that was more of a, an anthology of um, mini-games. So it's like a bishy-bashy special WarioWare yeah, thing? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, but they were all by um, Soz, is he called? Yeah, Soz. Um, and he... he Basically, it was all Soz. all these competition. Mr. McPixel. 
This is not helping. You never heard of the game McPixel? Oh, wait, is that the one that's um uh kicking in the balls and yes. stuff? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, but basically, he's put together all these um, compo and uh, jam games and all them and, and bundled them all in an actual little mini arcade machine. Oh, so so this is kind of like, do you remember when Edward McMillan took all of his old shit, stuck it on a CD and sold it? Uh, but he's actually made a, an actual sort of a narrative container. Yes, right. yes, he's he's actually made a device and he's uh, he's taken it around and shown it places. Oh, okay. I don't think he was actually supposed to be there. Was he, oh, was he again just, just pulling out? No, his yeah, backpack. he got permission. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got permission, but yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't one of the selected people, I believe. He, just, is... he asked. He said, "I've got a device. Can I bring it?" Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> wow, that sounds. That sounds like. Oh, there's a crowded place. Can I bring my device to it? <laughs> that sounds a little <laughs> bit like my thermonuclear device. <laughs> um, and was is, any goods? I mean, um, well, I do like little. Shall we say less polished games? Well, you own a Uya. Uya. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> you embrace it. And uh, a lot of them were of that quality. Okay. So, oh right. So, I mean, if you were to put on your objective head, like Wurzel Gummidge uh, used to do, I will probably have to explain to Mark who <laughs> Wurzel Gummidge was. Do you know who Wurzel Gummidge is? I've heard the name. Okay, Wurzel Gummidge was a kids' TV show in the eighties, I suppose, possibly late seventies as well, where um, ex Doctor Who um, John Pertwee played. A scarecrow, uh, but he could take his head off and replace it with different heads, uh, which had like he had a thinking head and stuff like that. Of course, yeah, it was a nightmarish thing, and it had Uma, Una Stubbs in it, who doesn't shit on people's chests, but there was a rumor that she did that for a what? while. <laughs> what I'm saying, she doesn't, and apparently her kids had to like hide what, the internet. Why is that? A, why is that a thing that you need to raise as a, as a point? They're like, <laughs> well, I just remember. By the way, this person exists and doesn't shit on people's chests. Right, so right now I, I I'm not a... flying. Or shitting on the ceiling, I, just in case anyone thought I was. I suddenly remember that <laughs> I suddenly remember that Una Stubbs was in it, and the thing that everyone used to know—I'm doing air quotes there—about uh, <laughs> Una Stubbs was that she liked to poop on people's chests. But the fact of the matter is, she doesn't like to poop on people's chests. She probably because you poop. asked her. <laughs> no, no, but there was this weird rumor, and I think it got back to her family, and they were like, "No, and can you stop saying that, please? Because we have to keep her off the internet." This may all be something I dreamed. Um, there's a possibility. Did you eat a lot of cheese and take a nap? Well, I ate Cheetos. I love Cheetos. Whereas well, there's you, no cheese in those, is you, there? You left off the back. There's powdered cheese. It's made with real powdered yeah, I could cheese. Feel, I could feel them going straight into my arteries, so I yeah, decided to stop. Fucking idiots. <laughs> oh, yeah, because of your really healthy lifestyle that you otherwise lead. Well, normally I eat unhealthy you stuff. You had five but... sausages, didn't you? Yeah, so my arteries had already, already taken a bit of a beating. Got so to. okay well anyway so that's the review of <laughs> yeah so looking at it objectively um would you say it's something that you would recommend anyone else have a look at or it's probably something yeah cool to check out wasn't yeah, actually asking the... you but okay I believe the... i'm um, just chipping in asking the developer he said i believe there are 500 games on it so you're bound to Jesus, find what, something 500 games you're bound to find something you like can we just come back to that figure 500 games yeah i obviously didn't play them all he does loads of jams and stuff i know but 500 that's that's a lot yeah okay I'm, just, I'm surprised, but that's that's kind of i think you buried the lead there slightly. that's why he needed to, <laughs> to make his own like arcade thing yeah arcade so is this kind of like the um the winnertron Type sort of thing. Uh, apart apart from there's only one of them. Yeah. Well, originally I think there was only one winner. Well, yes. Uh, 
So there could be other, you know, these things could happen elsewhere. They, they could spread. Okay, cool. Well, so Actong Arcade. I like the title. It's a good name for it. Um, so Assault Android Cactus. I didn't uh, play this, but you two both have played that. And it's on yep. Steam Early Access, I believe, yep. for a sum of money. What is it? It's a, an arena shooter, twin stick arena shooter. Oh, but there are so many of those. What marks it out as unique? It's just really fun. <laughs> oh, there you are. I will take that as an answer. It's really, yeah, it's really well designed, really well balanced and stuff. And it's like all the environments you're in are continuously changing as waves come. So like things just switch up around you. Is it like sci-fi or horror or what? You play as um like an Android. Android. Like you select an Android, which has like uh, one weapon, a main weapon type, and then like a backup weapon you can switch to. Right. The backup weapon is always more powerful, but you only have that for a limited amount of time. Hmm. So like you have like you shoot laser bullets out, and then you can switch to like a flamethrower and stuff like that. Did you just say laser bullets? Yes. Well, like Star Wars style laser bullets. Oh, know? okay. Right. As opposed to what real lasers are. Like. Well, no, no, you're just... playing as an Android. Androids laser, don't laser... exist in this well, context. No, but laser bolts, people tend to say. Bullets, bolts. Let's say you know. It's not a projectile that's made of Plasma. light that hurts well, people. It's like, well, are they lights? Oh, anyway, that's probably a debate <laughs> for another day. It's not even a debate. It's just no day, that's it? a waste of time for another okay, day. Fair enough. Um, so, um, what, I mean, it's 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 three D and stuff. It's not like mm-hmm. old. Well, it's like it, it's effectively. Well, yeah, it's a three D game, but it's effectively like on one plane, so it's like two dimensional. So you're just walk, walking around on one level. Uh, I think you can actually. At some points, there might be like little elevators to take you up to the next part, or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, top down sort of sort of view, twin stick shooter. Um, and you have to if you, you don't die from like getting knocked down by enemies and stuff. That basically just wastes your time. Like if you you have to kill a certain amount of enemies, enemies, and they drop down like a, a battery. So you have to you collect the battery to recharge your meter. So every time you die, it's like. You're screwing yourself up, but it doesn't kill you immediately, sort of thing. Mm. It's a bit hard to explain, but if you play it, it just makes sense. But yeah, it's just a really addictive and fun game. And when you put on that headset and stuff and just get in, like, um, when you kill enemies, that you collect the little things they drop, and that gives you, like, a, like, power ups. So you, like, charge up to your level of, like, uh, weapon damage. And each time you go up a level, it adds in like another layer of audio and stuff as well. So if you get to like the max level, it's just like pumping audio going. You're just shooting things all over the place, and it's just awesome. And so, do you, is it like randomised the weapons you get at the start when you choose your character? No, or? you just choose a character with a certain weapon. Yeah, set. Each character okay. has different weapons, but you can unlock more characters as you go through the game and stuff as well. Yeah, and there's a co-op aspect to it. Yeah, the co-op stuff's really fun. We should probably play it at some point. Yeah, we should have probably played it before. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that that would have made. I have it on Steam, sense. so. Okay, but the the co-op aspect also has a, a an element of competition because um it it gives you who who really yeah, the... is best at the end. Mm. So, um... but you can't hurt each other, I assume. No, it's not like it's not like us playing Spelunky <laughs> cooperatively. If you could hurt each other hey, in that game, you would continuously. Yeah. So it's what's why you can't. Okay, that's fair enough. But um, and uh, any idea how much it is on Steam Early Access? I'm not sure. It's not that much. It's worth buying. Because it's already really fun, and it's not even finished. You said worth buying. Now, so I'm assuming it's about 12 quid, but you were balking. It's probably more more like eight or something, I I'm not too sure, though, so... You were balking at the idea of spending £16 and buying Demon's Souls earlier. Yeah, I think... It's Demon's Souls. Well, it's not that, though. It's because it's on my mate's um, console. So if I move out of the flat, 
then I'm never going to get to play my game that I not, bought. Not, not never. You don't know that for sure. You'll lose your save, though. That's actually certain, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, so that's good. Sorry, just to drag things off topic, as okay. I, I do tend to do. Well, hey, guess what the next thing I've got on my list is? I think it's the next thing you've got on your list as well, Dave. Yes, it it's is. It's Chroma. There was a game called Chroma there, I, wasn't I've there? I've heard of that game, yeah. Yeah, now, now you made that game, didn't you? I did. Uh, well, I'm, I'm making that game. Yeah. Uh, what what type of game is it? Tell us again, just in case we forget from last month. Well, judging by what people told me, it's a Fez clone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, what other games were people saying it was clones on? Uh, Super Meat Boy. Yeah. There was one Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. What? <laughs> that had that in context, it made sense. So I'm only saying that because yeah. out of context, it sounds hilarious. Right, because you were you were basically listening to see what shit people said about your game because you yeah, weren't yeah. wearing. Oh no, that was someone giving me feedback and talking about a specific point that was saying. Oh, it's kind of a bit, a little bit like this for this for these reasons and it made sense at the time but i'll leave you in suspense of what those reasons were <laughs> just because your face is like priceless right now um like the, yeah there's meat boy fs what else just limbo limbo came up a bit but really all fair enough really it's it's a cave story ripoff um <laughs> not not at all no or else i would have had a big laser gun it's a pa- platform puzzler isn't it yeah a platform puzzler exploration based um pretty hard pretty weird and creepy People say, like, they, they make games... Yeah, I think it's pretty creepy. I think a few people said that it's a bit weird and mysterious and creepy. But people make games to represent themselves. And I think, yeah, I'm a, I'm a weird and creepy game as a human. So, that's... I'm trying to think what games I'm making, but they're probably really antisocial. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, I mean, how was the experience of having a stand at Eurogamer? It was... Tell us all about it. Amazing. Like, uh, yeah, it was just really... It was really fun to watch people playing it. I had loads of positive reactions and stuff. I'd never, I mean, the most I'd seen people playing it was like you guys in the pub, and that was it. So it was weird to suddenly be thrust in front of like a shitload of people continuously playing it. And I always think that, um, well, I still don't know what it's going to be like when I've finally finished the full game and people play the full thing, because I still think people will hate it. But when I was there, like 95% of people really liked it. But the the really good thing about it was, because no one knew what the game was, it was just like, oh, what's this game? I'm going to sit down and play it. And the intro to the game is like, it's just a platformer type thing, and they're, they're playing through. And then there's a certain bit where you get to it, and like about 90, 99% of people did the exact same thing. They'd run over this little bit, jump over, and then try to climb up a wall, but they couldn't, and then run back, and then a little pop-up thing would say X, and they go, oh, what's that? They press X, and it does the shadow split. And then they're just like, well, what do I do here? And then eventually what, what, they'll jump. Being, explain it. Or shadow. Well, you press the button and then you freeze your light source in place and become a shadow so you can walk on other shadows that you've projected that around that the world. your light source is created, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll link a video so someone can yeah, yeah. see that if they've never heard of it. But like, uh, yeah, so people would do that. And then some of them would like just not know what's happening and just leave like very occasionally. But then a lot of people would then eventually jump onto it and like half of them would jump onto it and then be like, what the fuck? And then just jump off and then not get it for a while until they did it again. And then a lot of people would just immediately go, holy shit. And like, you could just, that moment there, I watched that continuously for days. And it was just like awesome just watching people getting their minds blown for a small second. But uh, yeah, that's, that was my favorite bit of it. Just seeing that moment. Did you have any cues? Did you get a cue at any point? Well, there's people gathered around watching other people play and stuff, but this is because it was super busy in there. Like, I think the indie bit was, um, uh, yeah, it was really, like, 
it helped itself out. Like it's some people will come to see one specific game and then they go and see other games there. So so was it well set? I mean, better set up than Res. Where they it was wider the, than Res. Yeah, it was a, a similar layout, the same, but it yeah. w- it was a wider space. It was wider and it was right. twice as long as well because I think it was twice as many games. But yeah, it was it was an amazing experience, and I met a bunch of awesome people there as well. It was really good. Cool. Uh, okay, right, and uh, okay. Next up is uh, Framed. Uh, did you play that, Dave? Uh, yes. yes. What's Dave. What's Framed? Right, I'm going to give you their description because it was like nothing I've seen before. Uh, right. A narrative puzzle game. Basically, <laughs> well, basically it was the screen is divided up into sections. Okay. That you can slide around like those sliding puzzle games. Right. Um, but each frame each square um has a a different video in it animation mm. um and they link up in order kind of like a comic strip right um depending on how um you've arranged the different tiles okay i can see that um is how the story plays out so is there you say it's a puzzle game is there are there i assume there are several correct orders yeah i i mean i i did one one way, and I saw someone do it a different way. So there are. Can you give an example of uh, like a, a puzzle that was in it? Um, well, the 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 little stories. So like, um, um, from what I could tell was because there's no actual um 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 uh, voice audio, hmm. so it was all done visually. Um, and um, you were being chased. Um, the bit I was playing, you were being chased by um, a group of people who were trying to kill you. And depending on where you put the tiles, mm. um, the story would um, play out and um, you'd either escape them or you'd get shot by them. Um, and you could do things like moving them so that you could sneak past someone um, before something else happened. Um, and uh, that's basically it. So was it was it good? It was it was interesting, interesting. I, I think it had limited playability because obviously once the story's played out, I mean you could go back and do the um, dead end stories, you know, to see what all the stories were. So a bit like the Yorg in that it's kind of it doesn't take much to see everything. Very content based. So yeah, yeah. Because that sounds like that would be a nightmare to first of all figure out all the different sort of all the different permutations. Mm. And make them actually do something. And then, God, yeah, that'll be a nightmare. They, it seems like they've made a rod for their own back from the sounds of the design. But that's Yeah, I wouldn't like to make it myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds, you know, very interesting, though. Good, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the Yorg, actually, um, the, the Yorg uh, was at the, the show that I was at, actually, just to, to jump tracks to um, Fantastic Arcade, where I've been in Austin, Texas. I was actually at a film festival, but they have an arcade component, which is... Um, which is curated by uh, Wiley Wiggins in the main. Uh, now, in case you, do you know who Wiley Wiggins is? Have you seen the film Dazed and Confused? No. He's like one of the actors in that. You've not seen. It's like my favourite film. It's brilliant. It's Richard, one of Richard Linklater's films. Is a comedy type film, right? Uh, yeah, sort of. It's set in like the last days of school in like 1976 in America, and it's about sort of um, the different groups of kids and the trouble they get into. And he was like one of the actors in it. He's, and he's, he's still an actor. And he's, a, he's a lovely, lovely guy. He's a he's a friend of my my best friend James Curry, and um, but he curates it. And uh, they had a bunch of games there. And Yorg, I believe, was uh, one of the ones there, which is kind of odd because it's it's been out for 
uh, a while, hasn't it? But you're saying that maybe they put some new content in there. But I, I believe they put new content into it, which is exactly, which is kind of what it needs. It needs to, so that to to encourage you to replay it to see it. Cause and plus, I can't imagine it would had a big um, opening sales. It, yeah, I've not seen it in any bundles yet. Or seems like that. So I it guess seems to me still... like it's more of a slow burner kind of game. Yeah, I think they're probably checking. So maybe a bundle is maybe the right place to put it though, because it, it seems because it's one of those party games. It's one of those ones where. You know, you play it with other people. Mm. Maybe if they stick it in a bundle, a bunch of people will play it, and then other people will play it with them. They'll be like, oh, I'd like that, and now it's not in the bundle anymore, and so they'll, you know, get sales that way, possibly. They need you on their marketing team. Hey, <laughs> what can I say? I'm a fucking genius. Um, fact. Uh, so anyway, sorry, uh, back to uh, Eurogamer. Myriad. Now, you've got no idea what this game is, but you're the one <laughs> I, who brought it up. I played it, and... Uh, after playing it, I still have no idea what was going on in it. Yeah, I don't think anyone knew what was going on when they played it. No, I believe you move things and things move. It's, is, it's that, a, is, is that it? Is it a shooter? I was shooting. Yeah, I was you definitely shoot, shooting. You shoot things because if you don't shoot them, they'll come at you and kill you. Yeah. And you are sort of contained by gravity to one sort of area. But you can then move out of it, but then the gravity's stronger. But then you can move the area that you're contained to away from you and freeze time. And it's confusing and weird and cool. And apparently the graphical stuff on it, because it looks crazy and sort of like when you go over a new area, it inverts colours and stuff like that, right? <laughs> but apparently it's all... Uh, the guy who made it, I think... I might be Was just making drugs. <laughs> no, I think he said like he didn't know how to use shaders. No, we should and point it out, re- resulted in this. Point out that when Dave said he was on drugs, we mean prescription drugs, and we're in no way <laughs> after the shit we pulled last <laughs> month. I don't hey, want... we didn't get sued. So no, you can talk that's shit That's because no one's fucking fine. heard it yet. What, what's that, Mark? You say he was on drugs. <laughs> hey, no, don't you don't you, you throw you, this flaming baton uh, to me. No, because one of you is going to be on the left ear and one is going to right ear. You can't confuse people that way. <laughs> um, so it's so basically, you didn't know how to use shaders, and that's why it looks. Crazy. I think it's I think it's like that. But it looks it looks really that's cool, great. and it's really crazy and it, weird. It, it looked interesting. I wanted to know more, but um, I. I couldn't really understand what was going yeah. on. Well, we'll be linking to a video, so yeah. that'll make things clearer or not. <laughs> um, uh, skipping Stones. What's that, then? That, that's, this is one of these new breed of ambient games. What do you... What? Where it's it's more an experience than... Oh, an like, like, like Dear Esther? Uh, kind of, yeah. It's uh, um, the, the bit that they had showing... Um, at Eurogamer was um, the bit where you throw um, stones into a, a, a pool and obviously try to skip them. Right. Which I presume is where the name comes from. But he did tell me there was a lot a lot more to it and each time you skipped a stone um, it, it played out a bit of story. I believe he said that the story is different each time that it plays out. Um, the fuck is that? And it it was just a, supposed to be a uh, an immersive, re- relaxing space. Oh, okay. Because cause I'll just have a lie down if I want that. <laughs> an immersive, relaxing space. I don't put on a game. That's it. I don't get the. It, I think I just have this problem with the idea of ambient gaming. You know, if I want to relax, I'll I'll relax. You know. It's good to have different variations of games though, and weird new things that aren't done. Like you, you might say like your favorite games are like Dark Souls and stuff. Because I, I would, I would say my favorite game I, is Dark exactly. Souls. Yes, I would also say the same. But like. I, I enjoy like games like that, but I, I really like there's a place for weird and new stuff because I like games that are different and interesting. This is true, and it brings new people into there. I mean, these yeah. things perhaps act as a, a gateway drug and, uh, and again, some, prescription. Sometimes when you're playing games, you, you do just look at the scenery. Sometimes you 
that's true. That's true. But start looking at the I like to do that. I like it when there's like a core mechanic that's totally keeping me in there, and then there's the extra, you know, little bit of scenery and mise en scène, to, to use the phrase. <laughs> yeah, um, slightly racist. Uh, if you can make it more racist, that would be better. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I you know I, I love all that. I love all that kind of stuff. That that kind of oh look, there's the thing, and that's the thing that the person talked about earlier, where you discover those details for yourself rather than being rammed down your throat by a, a cutscene. So no, I love that. However, I also I want there to be a, like a meaty, tasty game at the centre. Like Proteus with uh, an M4 or an AK-47. Well, now Proteus. You're around shooting frogs. Yes. Putting bl- blood just going everywhere. No, but I mean, if there was like, because Proteus is you know. Uh, a, very much an ambient game, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I would have liked if there'd been like a little sort of adventure on top of it, where you're finding stuff and like a like a, a an actual sort of narrative rather than a narrative that's purely in your head. Mm. Yeah, that totally would appeal to me. I, I would I would go in there because I love the visuals of uh, and and the sound of Proteus is beautiful. I think another layer to it as well is I mean I don't know for sure, but Proteus seems like a game that was made for people on drugs. Well, no, because it started out as a different type of game. If you look at the devlog on Tig Source for it, it starts out as something completely different. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it really evolved into what it was. Um. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of you sort of found what that game. It's funny that we just talk talk about Proteus. Yeah. Rather than like the Skipping Stones game. You well, said. I mean, it's yeah. going out on the Vita, so what well, Proteus could, is. Yeah, yeah, we could technically talk about it as a new game. Okay. <laughs> We're b- back in the relevance. <laughs> Um, okay, so, but Skipping Stones, I mean, did you enjoy it? Um, like I say, he had, uh, I believe he was having problems with the full build, so I only played a very small section of oh, it. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that, yeah, he's, he'd managed um, to fuck up his code just before yes. the... That's um, unfortunate. Yeah, which you almost did as well, didn't well, you? Well, you know, I did, like, when I went, the first thing I had to do was, like, I went, I went up to, like, the people in charge, like, hey, I need to upload a new build immediately. And then I did it, and on the next day, I came in and they were already on. And then, like halfway through the day, Fen just went, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this for a bit," and just like, you know, just play it. And, he, and then he was like, "The sounds aren't working," and they they loaded up the old build on the second day. So for the first half of the day, none of the sounds were working. And I was just like, "Shit, shit!" So I went on. I just, I have like, I had like a little command so I could just exit the game in it by pressing a, a cheat code, and then just like deleted the old versions and just put the new ones back on. Uh, now we discussed Chrome earlier, and how did this not come up? You're bearing the lead I again. Forgot, I forgot. <laughs> it's just things happened, and I didn't remember them all. That's because you were too busy playing Dark Souls. I was, no, I only did that for a few hours. Oh, <laughs> that's how long we're going to talk about it for as well. Yeah. <laughs> Another game I should probably have like, forgot to add to that list, uh, uh, Fist of Awesome. Okay, what's that then? I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, a game on the iPad where you walk around punching bears. <laughs> okay. And kicking the is it like the tutorial is amazing. You you walk around um and it teaches you how to like kick and stuff and you kick deer in the nuts <laughs> and they grab their nuts and fall over and it's just amazing. And it's just a fun little game. Who was that by? Uh Nicole Hunt. Hunt. Uh and I think these companies called I, I think it's I Fight Bears or We Fight Bears. Oh okay. No, hang on. Was did they have a Kickstarter for that? Yeah, they did. A kick, yeah, yeah, they did Kickstarter because the original game. Was it was like it a like really in, cool you, story. You it about five thousand or something like that. I seem to recall. And it like, got like ten k, I think. Yeah. But yeah, the original game was. Um, I, I apologize if I get this wrong. Mm. And he listens to this, but um, I think he was. It was on Valentine's Day, and he hadn't got his girlfriend a present or something. So he went, uh, just a minute, and then locked himself in a room for seven hours and made the original game. Oh. And like it was like a short free game that he released, and at like the end of it, it said like. Hang two, on. Two. You 
I do, okay, Lots right. Now, I get the idea of locking yourself in the room and making a Valentine's game for you. Yeah, okay, I know what you're going to say now. But about a game about kicking yeah, deers was, in the nuts. The, the main bears. character is basically based on him. Like, is a bearded man, like, lumberjackish looking. Okay. That goes around punching. So you have to punch bears to rescue the princess, sort of, sort of thing. Okay. I think. So, it's a really yeah, it's a really cool little, little backstory so, to the game. So what you're saying is, in real life, he punches wildlife. So well, he had a yeah. he had a guy there dressed as a bear. Uh, did he punch? Could him? you punch him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, there's loads of pictures of people punching him in the face. Bill Bailey showed up, right? And <laughs> there was just, oh, I saw that picture. Yeah. yeah so like, there's a picture of like Bill Bailey punching Nicole in the face, and uh, but they had the booth bear, but the bear costume was locked in the back, and no one had the key. So he like. Uh, one of the guys there helping him out with a stand was just absolutely savage that he couldn't get this bear costume out to get Bill Bailey to punch it. But yeah, that was a, that was a, such a surreal thing. <laughs> just, I love the idea of having booth bears instead of booth yeah, babes. Yeah, booth, booth bears instead of See, booth that, babes. Yeah. That's a much nicer idea. Were they, <laughs> and now, did they have booth babes there? Because I know that's... One no, of well, actually, there was, on. I think one company did bring some, but they got asked to leave immediately. Really? Yeah. So I'm not surprised, because yeah. it's just I think they, a horrible aspect. Of, they did pretty well at cracking down on all that stuff last year, didn't they? So I remember at ECTS back in the 90s, um, we went to there, and I think it was Ocean had a stand. back. So this shows you how old it was. The Ocean <laughs> software still around. They had a big stand in the centre. And uh, one of the booth babes had a tampon hanging out the side of her pants. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Just thought I'd drop that little anecdote <laughs> in there. That little bomb. So, oh, yeah. Man. So that sounds cool. Okay, right. I'll link to that. Oh, as well, actually, then. on the topic of booth babes, well, Dark Souls had the guy dressed in the full night gear. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. All I saw him do was pose all day. In front of people taking pictures, she was like, ah. "It was, it was amazing." I, I, want, I want it to be <laughs> it him. Sound amazing. Is there going to be a Dark Souls bit in every single one of these? Uh, yeah, well, we're, we're in, in as much we as are only two games away from it. Uh, the next game, Three Monkeys. What's that then? This is a, an audio-only game. Now, yeah. I've, I've heard of these before because there's one on the on the i on the iPhone, but um, I, yeah. Oof. What? Well, I was chatting to the developers, and they were saying um, they've they've seen a lot of audio only games, but they, they always seem to be you know like um, there's a sound you have to try and move away from it, mm. and so it's just based on positional. And they want it to be more of an adventure. Okay. So you get a, a, a proper full game. Um. So um. In in this um, you're in a forest, and you have to make your way through the forest, and there's different things like there's wolves and. Uh, and brigands that attack you and things like that, and um, uh, you have to fight them with parrying and, and you know proper. Well, no, okay, but you say that you have to. How how the fuck does that work in a purely audio thing? Uh, yes, well, um, me being half deaf, I was hopeless at it anyway. Yeah. But um, the the developer had to keep coming in and helping me out. Um, but um, it's basically um, you orientate yourself to whoever's attacking you. And then you listen out for certain audio cues, and you have to parry at certain points. What's this actually attack. on then? What's this? What what game system is this on? Uh, well, I, I presume you had it running off PC. All all you had was the so, headphones so you, and a keyboard. So, so yeah. oh right, okay. So when you say orient yourself, it's not like it's you know they've got like a little gyroscope on the headphones or anything. And no, yeah, it was it was it was literally just arrow keys, um, and uh, they only have it running for headphones as well. So you only have left and right. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, with left and right, you can you can you can do that weird thing where you get like proper sort of almost three D sounds via that. Yeah, I I I really did struggle trying to 
Well, yeah, no, no. I mean, if you if you if one of your ears isn't so good, it took me about half an hour to kill to kill the guy. That, that yeah. was supposed to take two minutes in the tutorial. So effectively, you have to uh, make sure that you're facing them, I assume. And yes, then... and then you have to listen out for um, certain bits. You have to either defend or parry or attack. Sounds very odd. It it was a bit odd, but it, um, they had voice acting in it, and the the voice acting was really good. Hmm. So. Um, I think they'd really gone to town on on the actual sound and stuff on it. It makes a hell of a difference, good voice acting, because there's a there's a lot of shit, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the the I don't especially think, in indie games. I don't think the writing was quite up to your standard. But. Uh, what you mean, award nominated writing? <laughs> I shouldn't really drop that in there, but I am up for an award. It's, oh, it's <laughs> tell us nice. about it. Just for the the writing I did on Lego City, I am up against um uh for uh, against uh, Rihanna Pratchett. The Tomb Raider and Mike Bithell for Thomas was alone. Oh, it's so. a surefire win. Tomb Raider, yes, it is. <laughs> no, see, you know, I, I genuinely think it's going to be one of those two. Tomb Raider, because obviously it was a massively big, big game that lots and lots of people played, and uh, Thomas was alone has gone a lot of that indie cred. Um, um, yeah, so mm. I, I, I think I'm a, a shoe in to lose. <laughs> Basically, I like your confidence. That's a good positive no, thinking. There. Just, I'm just being British. That's all. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the right thing to do. Um, uh, yeah. Now, speaking of uh, Mike Bithell, he had a game at Eurogamer called Volume. I believe. I believe Volume was playable, and I believe yes. that Dave played it. I did. And didn't want to discuss it, but we're going to force you to. <laughs> Tell us about it. That already sounds it's, like you don't like it. Well, it's a, it's a stealth game, isn't it? It's I love a, a stealth game. Third person. I love a stealth game. I, I do, actually. I mean, Hitman series is uh, one of my favourites. Okay. Um, but uh, it it's just seemed really slow, and uh, and the stealth seemed very signposted as well. It was like, there's a counter, crouch, and walk past someone, and things like that, so... But, but, but maybe it was just like the tutorial part of it, because, you know, that would be necessarily very forgiving. And yes, slow. well, I mean, I obviously didn't play a ton of it, so uh, it was the very early on stuff. Yeah, how's it looking? Nice? Because the trailer looked quite the, pretty. The visuals look a bit odd to me as well, because it's it's where it's half abstract and half more realistic looking. Mm. So. Well, it looks kind of like a real person sort of in a, a sort of a, a CG world almost, yeah. as if they're sort of in that, a simulator. Yeah. So, which is, you know, kind of interesting. Mind you, that's that's why I said last month it's like it's very, well, the month before it's very Metal Gear Solid VR missions feeling from the footage I saw. Except, you know, and uh, I'm hoping like uh, they improve like things like enemy AI and things like that because you had a, um, a sound making thing where you can make sounds in various places, you know, to try and get them yeah to walk off, and they were they seemed very dumb like walking into walls and things like that. So. Right. Well, you know, early version, I suppose. But it seems odd that he was showing it if it was quite, you know, it was, wasn't was ready for showtime. But then I guess, you know, if you... It, I suppose Usually people want to show the games as soon as they can. Yeah. Well, it's good to get feedback as well. Well, he said, how long ago did you get sort of confirmed for showing Chroma there? Um, I don't know, maybe a month before it happened or something like that. Yeah. So you're kind of locked in at that point, really, aren't you? Because you, that was like a really busy month for you. So yeah. and as you say, that guy had that that build problem that occurred. So maybe it's just a case that it wasn't wasn't having a good day, possibly. But you know, I'd be really interested to see it because obviously it's it's. Well, the, I mean, the, I do like good stealth, so hopefully, hopefully yeah. it will yeah, improve somewhat. Yeah. Okay. 
That's surprising because he hasn't even done. There's like a trailer he's been discussing on Twitter. He hasn't even released a trailer. The, the, the voiceover trailer. Like, there's some sort of voice actor reveal trailer or something. He's revealing the uh, story and storyline type information at Game City, I think, in a castle. That was a big point. They're doing it in a castle, which is interesting. What? I don't know. There's a castle in Nottingham, and they're going to have a Game City thing there where they talk about volume and stuff, which yeah. I'm going to try and go to. Okay. Uh, well, we should discuss Game City in a little while, actually. Uh, sure. Okay, so that's that's uh, volume. Xenolith. What's Xenolith or Xenolith? Uh, that's a um, a smash 'em up, is what he's he's calling it. I like I like um, that he's just called it a smash 'em up. Well, yeah. Instead of shooting enemies, you have to ram them. Um, what are you a spaceship or what? I mean, that kind of thing. You're a shape, is what you are. <laughs> um, and basically, what shape you are. Depends whether you can uh, safely ram the enemies. Um, so obviously it's um, turning yourself into the correct shape to then smash into the correct enemy. So and obviously there's all different shaped enemies. Mm. So like what? Like if you pressed A, you turn into a triangle. Mm. And if you pressed B, this is with a 360 controller. If you press B, you turn into I think it was a pentagon, and X would be a square. I think think that was it. Was yeah, this was square. Shapes. Well, this was built yeah, for the yeah. PS3 pad, obviously. It was, well, it was that's that kind what of thing. I, I said he missed a trick with that, where he could have had the shapes of the shapes of the, the PlayStation controller. So, yeah, mm. if, it was on, if it was on the Xbox, B, pair of boobies. <laughs> or a bottom. <laughs> it totally works. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you turn, change the shape. If you were the right, same shape as an enemy, you could go through them and kill them. Right. And it, that was it. That was the basic concept of the game. And it got ridiculously difficult. Like, the, they had, like, an attract mode with, like, FMVs and stuff playing it. Mm. Um, and there was, like, waves and waves of enemies where they kept having to switch and go through lines of them like this, and it was just insane. And the graphics are really cool. And, like, w- wherever you went, the sort of ground beneath you got crushed down and, like, like, like it was, um, like an earthquake type thing. The ground just sort of moved downwards and shattered a bit. And it would, like, reform when you moved away and it looked really cool. And there was like physics on all the enemies where they like, where you smash them, there's just like bits of them left over and stuff. And it was a really nice game and enjoyable. Really... The, the issue I did have with it well, was just remembering which button was which shape. Yeah, I think you. It Especially when it got practice. really hectic. So. Yeah. I played it for a, probably a, like half an hour or something, and it is something you need to get used to. Uh, and it's definitely very difficult. Yeah, but it was fun. Okay, I think I'm going cool to have to see footage of it to actually understand. Yeah, definitely check out the video. It's cool. I think it's on Greenlight if you want to go check it out as well. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I'll, I'll link to the Greenlight page so they can get some hits. Cool. They can get 10 hits. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's, that's approximately how many people went to the website. I'm assuming that we're just getting thousands of people downloading via iTunes, obviously. Mm. Well, the next game I've got on here is Dark Souls 2. Okay. Yeah, David, turn your mic off. <laughs> Go and have a drink or something like that. We is going to talk about Dark Souls 2 for ages. Yeah, it was shit. Don't play it. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> End of conversation. What's gone no. in mouth? <laughs> no, it was awesome in my opinion. Uh, I played it for about an hour and a half, I'd say, over two days. Because on Saturday and Sunday, I got in at about 9am. and on Which is Saturday, before it opens. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like, at 9am, there was no one there. But they turned on the machines, so I just wandered over. Start playing, and then, and then someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Yeah, it's opening time, mate. You got to leave." And it was ten o'clock, and I was like, "Oh shit! I've spent an hour trying to kill this fucking boss." 
<laughs> and then got him down to one HP. I yep, believe got him down to one mother bleeping HP. Why couldn't you hit him again? That would have killed him, wouldn't it? Because it was hard, and I was panicking, and I had no time, and I had no health. <laughs> it's it is difficult. It's it feels very different. Um, I'm not sure if it's just because I'm used to playing lighter classes on Dark Souls. Because uh, I usually just I usually just take all the armor off and run through like naked because mm. it's funner. Just like life. Yeah, exactly. Just like life. <laughs> Running through, killing massive demons naked. Yeah. Uh, yeah later so turned out to be co-workers. With a huge machete or something. But uh, yeah, I don't think... I, I tried taking off my gear to get a lighter roll, but it didn't have any effect. So I think maybe the equipment you have keeps you heavy if you've got it on you, basically. Yeah. Or they just... like It was just hard-coded like weight values for the classes you had. Mm. But they had the, the classes I played were the warrior... And the dual swordsman, both very interesting. I didn't play the sorcerer, although that looks pretty cool as well. So, in what way does it feel different from Dark Souls? Heavier, sl- slightly slower. Um, uh, the dual swordsman was a lighter class, so you could fast roll within stuff. Mm. Um, but the warrior was definitely a lot slower. You wouldn't want to roll too much; you more just use your shield, uh, which is the way. I mean, most people would probably play Dark Souls anyway. But um, yeah, it it felt more like every move you made mattered a lot more. Um, and there was less, like, rigid uh, combat. Like, in Dark Souls, you'd lock into a backstab, say, or you'd lock into a parry. Um, but it was, in, in in number two, it's it's all still, like, going. Like, everything, if, if you're in the middle of a backstab, I think backstabs, you have to keep pressing the button at different points to swing. So it sort of locks into it, and then you just keep tapping whenever you want to hit in this backstab. But if someone hits you in the middle of the backstab, it will it will hit you and knock you out and you can't continue and stuff like that. And parries parrying was way different because uh, there's like a build up on a parry. So you've got to, like you pick up your sh- you press the button and it starts pulling up your shield and then you fire it like to the side. So um, you have to sort of preempt when someone's going to be parry when you need to do a parry, kind of like you would in PvP. Mm. Um, so it's just like different timings and stuff. Yeah, the main thing was the way it felt because of timings. Like uh, in Dark Souls, uh, I'd I'd be comfortable with like rolling out of like danger and stuff, but you don't get like invulnerability frames and things like that in Dark Souls Two. But it, it was really enjoyable. It's just like it's just more Dark Souls basically, but it's more realistic in the way it feels. What's it? I mean, the environments. What are they? What's the sort of setting? Because it's still set in um, Lordran, isn't it? Yeah, it would be. Um, it's it's nowhere. I've, it's not anywhere i've seen in dark souls or anything like that but it's the graphics are super nice and i mean i think they're a lot better but it's also compared to the fact that i play dark souls with like 8 fps currently so i was there playing there with like 60 fps brand spanking new graphics 60 with... are you sure it well yeah was it well, running on pc or i th- think it was playstation really because because dark dark souls is 30 fps at best, really? Oh well, console, and it I don't know. It, frames it, all over the fucking shot. It seemed it seemed really solid to me when I was playing it, and it was really pretty. You had shadows and all that, that kind well, of thing. I mean, that's, so. that's 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 great news because obviously mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, it was uh, although a really nice looking game on Xbox and PC yeah. and PS3, it didn't exactly, you know, scoot along. Yeah, I think people. Uh, the main thing people are worried about they're making it easier and stuff as well, isn't it? But that's, that's not the case. At it's all. not the case. It's just it's just. If you enjoy Dark Souls or Demon Souls, you're going to enjoy Dark Souls too, basically. Yeah, but they've they made differences in terms of uh, items and stuff like that. Like you saying you got healing. Yeah, you items. got you've still got the Exorcist, but you also I don't know if it's just for the demo, but for the demo you got um five 
I can't remember the call, they were like healing stones or something like that as well. So if you use them, it gives you a heal over time. So you use it and then you'd start healing a bit. And you'd get like, you can get other stones like radiant healing stones. They'll either do more healing over time um, and, fa- and slightly faster. You can recharge your, your magic uses as well, I believe. I didn't use a magic character, so I have no idea. Um, I, don't, I don't know that there were any magic characters in the demos. There's a sorcerer. Oh, but I think sorcery in Dark Souls 2 is like, is melee. So you get like a, a, a like you use a, a catalyst and it'd be like a sword made of magic. So right. you'd have like a massive like um, plasma thing coming out of your arm that you but use to swing around. It still has, you know, ranged magic. Obviously. And also they've got fire sorceries back in it, which is, which hints at it being a prequel because fire sorceries in Lord of were um, abolished years ago and it was replaced by um, pyromancy. So I don't know if pyromancy is going to be in it as well because that's, it's a weird thing to cross well, it's over. It's got loads of new spells from the sound of it, like this one that fires up in the air and then rains down on stuff, apparently, that you can I only really use in that. outside locations. That sounds similar to the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the one that, like, you uh, fire surge, or no, not fire surge, the one that comes out of the ground on Dark Souls. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fire Definitely storm, awesome. I, I can't wait to have it and play it alone in my room for a month. Do you feel that maybe you've, Spoiled it for yourself slightly at all by playing the... Not at all. I don't know what, what point in the game that is, mm. but um, no, I don't know if I've spoiled it. Oh, good. That's good. I just want it. And I didn't sign up for the fucking network test that's Yeah, today. you idiot. That was, that was a silly thing. I totally would have just kicked you out. Had I got in, <laughs> I, mean, I know we're doing the podcast today, but fuck all of you people. I hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Well, you could have just let us go and I <laughs> wish death upon us. Sorry, just in case you accidentally didn't remember that you weren't coming and you knocked on the door and I got stabbed. <laughs> that would be a bad who, thing. Who wouldn't remember that they were supposed to be coming? All right. Oh, all right, yeah. All right. Certain dicks. I was a bit late today. <laughs> an hour late. I was an hour late. You're lucky I started cooking. Well, it was, it was like 10 to 2 and we normally meet at 2 and I, and I thought, hang on a second, is it Saturday? <laughs> and then I thought, are we doing the podcast today? Well, the no, life of Saturday? Riley you have that you don't know when it's Saturday. It's the indie life. That you don't look forward to Saturdays. <laughs> Every day is just a massive blur of just Every day is a Saturday. Saturday yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheeky fuck. Lucky bastard. A massive, I wasn't going to say Saturday. Yeah. If it is a Saturday, then I work every Saturday, so yeah. screw you guys. Actually, can I ask, how much longer until you're finished, by the way? Uh, don't know. My aim is to get the gameplay done before Christmas what? and then spend six months polishing it, and then I run out of money. Six months? Good lord. So how long were people, I mean, were people managing to get through the demo? And I said, I really should have asked, I should have asked this earlier. I meant to actually ask this. But... <laughs> Sporadically adding chroma bits into this <laughs> it's conversation. It's like the chroma podcast. Um, we should do one of those. Um, we are doing. Yeah. Uh, so when people were playing through it, were they playing through it faster or slower than you expected? Uh, varying people did it way differently. Some people didn't finish it. Some people did. Some people went in circles and got stuck. Some people. That's poor, uh, poor game design there by the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's shit players. It's not my <laughs> Oh, uh, bad work when blaming his tools. <laughs> nah, it's fine. I, I'd fully expect like certain players won't enjoy it, but if you enjoy getting lost and stuff, then it's going to be good for you. Yeah, they, yeah okay, but, but I mean, does it make you think, oh shit, I haven't made this game big enough, or I'm not planning on making this game big enough? Or no, the, 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 oh, good, the is, general, the general play. idea of the demo is, like, oh wow, this is actually quite big, because there's loads, there's bits that people didn't get to and people didn't see. Um, what was the original question? Just, <laughs> I'm just curious whether you found, as a result of doing the demo, that maybe the game wasn't as was going to be shorter than you were hoping because people were getting through it faster? Or, or do you think, actually, I think no, it's, I'm on scale, I'm it's on It's pretty much on target for what I thought it was going to be. Um, it's it's weird because, like, the start area is actually probably the slower bit of the game as well. Like, other parts of the game are more densely uh, puzzle 
based. Yeah. Like the start bit is more like um if you get through it, then you've learned the the major sort of things about how the shadows work in the game, which is um so after that point you're you should be able to do everything else. And like the the way I think the the main like sort of puzzle mechanic of the game is just uh working out how to use the mechanics. Mm. Like uh I actually think it's probably got a lot of a lot in common with Star Seed Pilgrim. Because you it doesn't tell you what's going on, you just sort of figure it out. Because you you do, like people are pretty clever and they get it. So that's yeah. Good. There you go. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. All right. Uh, move on to the next thing. Uh, Tesla Grad, the uh, sort of magnetic platformy thing, Metroidvania style thing. Everything's a Metroidvania these days. Yeah, but Metroidvanias are awesome. Oh, yeah. So I, I like Metroidvanias. I love Metroidvanias. Yeah, uh, so uh, either both of you play it, or either uh, of you? I didn't get to play it. I tried to, but there was just too big a, a group of people around it. So. Well, that's good. That sounds successful. Did you play it? Yeah, I played it for a good like forty minutes or something, and I felt guilty and had to like get off. So you're the cunt. Yeah, you're the reason him. I couldn't get yeah, it. Probably. <laughs> it was. I think I played it like shit. on the the third day, so you wouldn't have been there anyway. So. Uh, hmm. uh, excuses, excuses. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a bit about it. Uh, it's. You play like I don't know where it's set or anything actually. I think I skipped the intro bit and went into like the first world or something. But you play a, a little little dude and you pick up like a a a, a glove that uh, you can use to magnetize things. So you had like a punch buttons on like the left and right triggers. I think it was. Um, so you use right arm or left arm, and you start off with like one arm. You'd get to like give things a negative charge or a positive charge, or whatever it was, and then. If something was a positive charge, it would fly, fly towards something with a negative charge and you'd solve puzzles and stuff like that. Mm. So if there was like a big negative thing in the roof and you it gave something a positive charge, it would fly up so you could stand on the platform and like get launched up and things like that. And then eventually you get like another glove which gives you a negative so you can switch charges with stuff and solve puzzles that way. And they expanded on it really nice. Then it was everything felt really nice and solid and weighty and it was good. Because that's what when I remember seeing the original footage of that and this whole, you know, you make things positive and negative it was like this looks like like a one and a half trick pony and, and there's other stuff in it as well that i wasn't expecting like as far as power-ups go i got up to the point where you get an item i can't remember it was i don't think it had a name because it's very very low on text in it which i like hmm. um but it was basically a blink ability so you could like yeah, just fire like really it felt really good to just like fire really quickly but you could go through certain objects and stuff right so there's yeah it expands upon the things based around magnetism so is it a bit uh, i mean is it a bit sort of like the swapper in the sense of having you know quite sort of a little bit limited like amounts of li- limited abilities and then finding all the interesting permutations of that like braid as well yeah yeah it does that but the swapper only had that like the one sort of thing didn't it yeah but this has um yeah it keeps it keeps adding more and more uh, mechanics like a metroidvania would right but it doesn't do it in a confusing way because because my worry about something because I I made a game once it, called Go Go Rescue Squad and we added more mechanics to it and it and although it improved it in some ways it also meant that people who didn't hadn't designed that puzzle hadn't got a fucking clue how to solve it because there were just too many bits of what do I use yeah but it's I mean I I didn't I only got four minutes in but it seemed very solid for for that point so I'm yeah I'm expecting that to be quite a, a good game quite an enjoyable game it looks lovely as well yeah it looks beautiful. The art style looks a little bit like Braid to me. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it is. Yeah, it's very nicely done. It's mm. got like I think it might be like a little bit three D, because it's got like really good parallaxing and stuff like that in it. Um, I think it will also won. I'm not sure 
I think it might have been Eurogamer. They gave it like platformer of the show as well. Platform. That's quite a good thing to get platform of the show, but Editor's Choice would be a better thing to get. What got Editor's Choice of the show? I don't know, some shit. It was was you again, wasn't it? It was Chroma. It was, yeah. (laughs) Oh, well done, yeah. Cheers. Anything else to say on Tesla Grad, anyone? No? Okay. Uh, Luftrousers, which has been around for a while. I mean, in in various forms, Luftrousers. I think all three of us here have probably played it. Yeah. Which is the uh, the game where you're a plane and you shoot other planes, and, and, you can, and you can mix your bits of planes to have different abilities, and and different soundtrack as well, isn't it? Uh, the soundtrack yeah. depends. Something like 128 it. soundtracks in it, yeah. which is mental. Uh, uh, yeah, I think they're just mixes, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, still cool. <laughs> did did, uh, did uh, either of you play much of that? I played quite quite a lot of it. Yeah, um, and it is very good. <laughs> Did it? I mean, does it change at all as you go on? Because because it seemed I, I've only played it very very briefly, uh, and there were ships and there were planes and I shot them, and I mean, does anything else change in terms? If, of If stuff? you if you play it, you get yeah, you get power ups to it, don't you? Well, there's uh, I mean, in terms of enemies, there's there's a lot more enemies than that. Yeah. Um, I think there's um, I think I saw bombers, and I believe there's also airships, but I didn't see an airship. Um. <laughs> But the thing I like is the the different plane parts that you can choose mm. um, totally change how the game plays. So, like, you can either um, mix and match to make your perfect controlled plane, or you can just play the game in lots of different ways. I mean, like, there was a random option that just chose random parts for you. Yeah. So it, it, you you wouldn't know exactly how you were going to be playing the game next. So it feels radically different then. Oh days. yeah, they, I mean there was one that um, shot bullets out your backside. Yeah. So that's that's how the um, sh- the plane was propelled was by bullets. Yeah. Which was great for shooting ships because that's the one that I always struggle with. Mm. Um, is shooting the ships on the water, but you you just turn around and fly away from them. You shooting the ships. So. I think when you I think you level up and get different abilities, if I remember rightly. So like it will give you a choice of a few different things, and. So you choose your sort of base elements for your plane, and as the game goes on, then you get other things added in. Yeah, I think you, the the different parts of the sh- uh, the planes are also um, locked. unlocked. Yeah, yeah, locked at the beginning, you unlock them, but um, the one that they had showing had, um, I think, all but one unlocked. Do you, do you level up through the game then? I'm pretty sure Rami was saying that you did that. I presume so. I presume it's in a similar way to um, Radical Fishing. Mm, well, I think it's like similar to like Nuclear Throne and Wasteland Kings because they in that they have like when you level up you get a choice of like four different things and they're randomly selected, but then you choose which one you want so you can sort of try and not, like push yourself in a certain direction. Mm. But there there is still that random element so you can set yourself up at the start, but then not quite know where it's going to go later on in the game. I thought I think it's the same with the Frouses. Yeah, but yeah, gotta love anything of Lambie D. Yeah, well, I'm, oh, I think I'm going to get the... Big uh, fan of Lambert. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to get the... Um, Indie Heroes. What do you call it? Uh, Wasteland Kings uh, Nuclear Throne. Nuclear Throne, yeah. On, oh, it's on Steam Early Access yeah, now, Steam isn't it? Yeah. Access, yeah. So. Is it? Is it true that some people that have the Wasteland Kings um, game jam version are, are asking if they can get an upgrade to Nuclear Throne? Probably, yeah. What do you mean? As well, in... it was on that... Uh, originally, it was on... It was Mojang Jam, wasn't yeah, it? Oh, the Mojang Jam. Cheap bastards. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you put loads more work. It's, oh, people, human beings. So, yeah, you, what are they like? You bought a charity game and you want it upgraded into a full commercial game. Fuck you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well, I mean, that's 
that's all I had for uh, Eurogamer. So I thought I'd discuss, I suppose, a bit about uh, the stuff what I saw at um, what do we call it at uh, uh, Fantastic Arcade? Because it was a game called Panoramical there, which wasn't a game. It was one of these these digital nonsenses. Um, in my opinion, but the controller had effectively had like loads of twisty knobs and it had sliders on it, and you you played with those and stuff in the world changed, and uh, and the music changed and it looked a bit different. So, so that's a game. Was it a specially made controller? Oh yeah 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 yeah. I think it has like ten, eight eight to ten like um sliders and eight to ten like spinny knobs on it, and they and they obviously affect various things. But really, it was just you know the shape of some of the geometry on screen. And like a cloud layer would come up or go down, and the clouds would be lumpier or not lumpier. <laughs> it wasn't a game. It was just, I mean, really, you know, a very cool thing for people doing, you know, they want some sort of light synth stuff in the background. It would be useful for that. But, yeah, you know, whatever. Samurai Gun was there, which of course is great because Bo Blythe can do no wrong in my eyes. I think, I think I've liked every single thing that man has made. Um, he's done, uh, did he play Shoot First? It's a procedurally generated top-down um, twin-stick shooter, but with like um, sort of roguelike levels. Um, oh, it's brilliant, really, really good. It's a thing you can, you, it's free, but you can also pay extra, and it unlocks a new uh, thing in there. That's great. But um, uh, that was there. But that's a two-player, very much it, it, up to four players. Up it? to four player, yeah. Um, uh, sort of uh, platform. Uh, hack and slash game, but we're shooting very much like um, what do you call it? That's been all over the tower, uh, towerfall, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Um, except with uh, bullets and uh, katanas rather than arrows, but uh, doesn't look as nice graphically as thinking as uh, towerfall. Because towerfall looks oh, gorgeous. No, I, I actually like it because it's a more cleaner style, especially yes. for a combat game. Yeah, which makes sense given the setting, I suppose. But uh, but uh, I, I really love towerfall's art. I think is beautiful, really really nice. Um, I mean, it's nice, but I disagree yeah. with you. I think uh, no, th- Samurai th- Gun's better. That's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You you are allowed to have that opinion. So oh, that, thank you. That <laughs> wrong opinion. Thing. <laughs> um, it's probably the the clarity of Samurai Gun looks better than uh, Towerfall. Towerfall is, I think, it's got really beautiful pixel art. Yeah, but. Um, it might be confusing sometimes. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. No, also, I, I mean, aesthetically, I think it's a. I, I prefer the cleaner style. Yeah. Of mm. Samurai Plus, the name's great because you know exactly what you're getting with Samurai, Samurai Gun. Whereas Towerfall, yes. when when does Samurai Gun come out? I'm not sure because they had he's, it. He's making a one-player component to it. Was, oh, was that right. actually there? No. I, well, I don't know because I, I, I saw I it at GDC lecture. and it was just the multiplayer. And I yeah. was speaking to him and he said, um, he's adding a single-player component. I was like. Oh, is it just going to be like against bots or um, like the the single player on Towerfall? Yeah, is at the moment. He said no, it's going to actually be a proper. Oh, that's cool. That's really good. Player. Because because it feels brilliant. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the guy does feedback really, really well. Um, so that's that's interesting. Actually. We'll definitely that's have to play that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. That yeah. and Spelunky, obviously. Well, that's a given. Yeah, which will be <laughs> playing in 1080p today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's going to be good. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's going to be amazing. I think it's only 720p on the Xbox anyway, isn't it? Oh, I'll be able uh, to grief you all in 1080p. You yeah. Can <laughs> hook it up oh, to a shit. PC. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, Samurai Gun was there, and that was good. And they were playing all sorts of um, uh, tournaments and things like that. And uh, they even did the cool. final mode where they blindfolded the, the players. <laughs> uh, and they had to uh, play on like the showdown stage, um, so that was quite cool. Um, 
That sounds mental. And uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer was one of the games that was playable there. That was that feels really good. I don't like rhythm action games, and this was just uh, just felt really good. Just you know, playing a rogue thing to the beat just just feels great. I mean, I know I'm not being terribly expressive when I just say it's dead good, <laughs> but it's uh, it's you know, it combines it's you know, it's it's uh, nuts and gum. It's the 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 best of both. So um, that's dead dead worth looking at. Really beautiful artwork as well. I mean, just gorgeous pixel yeah. work. Great sounds by um, Alec Haloka. I never know if I've pronounced his name right. <laughs> uh, I'll assume I have. Um, so that was good. Oh, uh, the Stanley Parable was apparently there. I didn't see it, but that's got a uh, oh, yeah. a, a release. Oh, I don't know what it I've is. I played the demo. Demo is. Now you're awesome. saying the demo is awesome because it's a demo about being a demo. Or yeah, something? it's it's, re- it's just a massive like sort of meta or meta joke. Well, they they did the, the trailer, it, didn't they? I don't they? know how you say it. Meta. Meta. The, okay. The trailer was done the same, wasn't it? The voiceover was like, "Well, this is just the trailer." Yeah. Uh, the guy, because I met the developer at Eurogamer, and he was saying like, "I think they maybe made some versions of the demo that were specific to certain LPs as well on YouTube, so they've given mm. them. So they're probably all like." Hello, Total Biscuit, and that kind of thing, which is a really weird and cool idea. Oh, does it do in a stupid fake voice, then? The, like, there's a, are like, you insulting my impression skills, then? No, Total Biscuit. All right. <laughs> hey, that, oh, that's okay. not his real voice. It's probably his real voice. He's I, slightly Geordie. I've heard he's actually Indian. <laughs> that's a lie. But no, I heard that his voice. I've heard that he puts on the voice. Do you just think of the first kind of accent you could think I, of? I, can think, I, thought I think that... I've heard he's... No, I thought of an accent that would totally be very, very different to uh, an English accent. Is Geordie's from Newcastle? Is he? Yeah. Okay. It's well, Geordie. there you are. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound Geordie you, at all. You, does if it? you listen to him you, and you look out for it, yeah, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, he is. He's Geordie." Yeah, he, yeah, he plums it up a lot, doesn't Just he? Just like, "Yes, this is a very good game." How are you, man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever said that. Yeah, what is that? And, and, and he always goes out in the cold, wearing bare clothes, and gets into punches ups. Punches ups? That's a thing. So what, Punch ups anyone from Newcastle doesn't do that. They're always running around drinking Nuki Brown and fighting each other. <laughs> yes, they are. Just most of them. I, I've heard actually that Newcastle is the friendliest city in the fucking world. It's, it's probably really, is. I hear it's lovely yeah. there, but um, but you know that's that, those are the uh, the stereotypes. See, I knew we'd get ourselves in trouble somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, t- so the, the, now what I do worry <clears throat> is they're saying that you know the trailer. Is it like kind of a, a meta thing? Yeah, and the demo's a meta thing. How do you know what the fucking game is? It's just it gives you. You play it and well, you know what the game is uh, the like. Ga- the original game's been released already, hasn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's a remake. <laughs> the the demo is really cool. I, I mean, I can't really say anything because I'll spoil it. But one bit had me laughing way too much. I was probably I'd probably laugh more than anyone playing it mm. ever. But uh, yeah, that it's got some really funny bits in. It's really cool, and like, the way it sort of ends as well. I was just like, holy, like going, holy shit, this is insane. And then, like, yeah, it's really, really cool. I can't say anything more than that. It's just definitely give it a play. This, you sound about as good as my reviews of things where I'm just going, yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, it's, yeah. good. it's good. <laughs> the good. thing is, though, like, if I say anything, I'll, like, no, completely no, no, spoil that's it. Fair enough. So, and and, and to be it. fair, the Stanley Parable is really difficult to describe. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a really weird, interesting, unique experience. And I can't wait for the actual game to come out. Does it have shooting in it? No. Pass. <laughs> Spelunky doesn't have shooting. Oh, no, it doesn't have shooting. You twat. Not, um, a, not a core thing, though. I yeah, okay, I suppose. That's uh, so that's kind of uh, most uh, everything, really. Um, cool. But uh, did anyone watch the uh, Soma trailer that they released? 
that you know because okay well you know uh machine for pigs came out yes. which was done by the chinese room but yep. while they were doing that the people who did uh frictional games who did amnesia were doing a new game called soma uh, okay do you see the trailer for it nope it's dead good we're gonna take a break here i'm gonna show you the trailer and that way you can comment on it okay uh yeah so we just watched the uh soma trailer uh, apparently there's another one where a woman looks at a television for, for five minutes that yes. doesn't sound terribly exciting, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so they showed some footage of it and it looks really impressive. looks like, you know, properly grim and, mm. and scary and really sort of got a biomechanical horror thing going on, which is uh, nice, I suppose. But apparently when I was reading about it, there's going to be no combat in it at all. It's it's they 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 want you to enjoy the story without any kind of any kind of combat at all which um which i suppose amnesia had but the fact that they've because you had to run away and hide and stuff like that it makes it sound like you're not even going to do that in this one i imagine you probably would it looks there's, like there's surely you... got to be some conflict somewhere otherwise it's it, probably like it, might be there's no conflict because if you get caught you're just instantly dead i imagine oh, no, i hope it's not dragon's lairy that would be awful <laughs> That would suck. I'd rather, I'd rather, but I think I find games where you have to hide too scary. So, I mean, <laughs> I've got nowhere into Amnesia. About as far as I've got into bloody Outlast. Because I'm proper a scaredy cat. Oh, dear. But, um, but it looks, looks dead good, I think. I think it looks really nice. Uh, Escape Goat's out on Steam. Don't mention that because it's really good. Have you played it? I've not played it, no. It's a really good, like, platform puzzler. Single room, single room, it's nothing. Single room, single screen. I was going for a combination. I see, of, I see. You see, so the screw, single screw. Um, <laughs> uh, some of the puzzles seem a little bit fuzzy in it, but it's like a really nice, just sort of old school feeling, old school looking as well, um, puzzle platformer. And it's like Solomon's Key, kind of a bit of a reminder, actually, um, of it. Uh, and the sequel's coming out soon as well, which they've made look all beautiful and that. Uh, doesn't look quite as 8-bitty, uh, so that's good. Um, the reason I am not reviewing anything this month is because I spent all the time playing the Terraria 1.2 update that came out, and I don't. Th- I've seen I think one thing from it. Now there's like a billion things in the 1.2 update, but I've just been utterly, utterly addicted to it, and I haven't got very far. But I have got the furthest I've ever got in Terraria, and I've activated what's called hard mode, where you kill this particular boss called the the Wall of Flesh. And then loads of new types of enemies spawn in the world and loads of new types of things that you wouldn't have been able to access. And I have had my arse handed to me because it's so <laughs> fucking hard. It's it's weird, just the jump in difficulty of the enemies. And I'm assuming that now I'll be able to craft loads of new weapons that enable me to, you know, kill them with extreme prejudice. But bloody hell, at this stage, it's kind of like, it's it's harder than restarting the game. In many ways, because I can go everywhere still, because I've ac- I've o- opened up all these areas. Um, but every time I go to one of these places, I die very, very soon. So, um, yeah, not sure about the difficulty curve, but I'm I'm going to get back in there. It's um, I want to see all the new stuff because apparently it's got loads of new crap in there. Um, but it's it's really improved. Like the, just the fact that you can now. It used to be in the original area. Uh, if there was like a if you walked up to a. a, a a platform that was one block higher than you, you'd have to jump onto it in order to get onto it. But now you just sort of walk up onto it, which is great because there's there's these certain these boots you can get that enable you to walk faster, but only if you manage to sort of walk a certain distance without stopping. And now, because you don't have to sort of jump and stop every five fucking seconds, 
it enables you to use those boots a lot more, which is very cool. So, um, yeah, that's um, oh, I'm loving Terraria 1.2. And you're saying it's out on PS Vita as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, but given that I don't know how it works with the, the whole mouse button thing, but it's touchscreen, isn't it? The PS Vita. Yes. It came out on like iPhone and iOS recently, I think as well. Really? Yeah. Terraria on iOS. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. That's terrible. Action games do not belong on iOS. <laughs> I'll have a look into it, but I bet it's shit. Um, so the one bad thing I want to mention is we looked at the Realms of Goldesia Kickstarter. Oh god. Um, which is a um MMORPG that these people are making. Um, I say make, I say making. There's no footage of the game at all. So far, all that exists of the game is a badly animated trailer where it's it's like what they... <laughs> Imagine if you were going to make a trailer for a game and it's a 3D animation and uh, you sort of you block it out, first of all. So you get your character and you put him in his first pose and then, and then you get, uh, like, you know, a couple of seconds later, you say, oh, he'll be in this pose and then a couple of seconds later, he'll be in this pose. And a couple of seconds it'll be in this pose, and then all all it looks like they've done is they've just interpolated between those two those poses and made a whooshy sound, and then put a bit of slow mo on it as if time is standing still. And it's the crappiest looking, badly animated trailer. It's just really, ooh, bad. But that's not the worst of it because um, it's you know games have bad graphics all the time, and it's not a criminal offence um, yet. But. It's some of the mad things. For a start, right, the Kickstarter video is hosted by this really cocky guy who's just, just smarmy and smug. And, 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 but, and, and the, and the trailer has this terrible gender politics yes. where it's like, hey, you might, you might, um, in this game, you might rescue a woman and she might be grateful. And then it shows a picture of her basically sitting on his cock. Um, <laughs> I mean, in fact, that's implied. It's a sort of a little CG scene implying uh, sex. Oh, yeah, out of nowhere, just suddenly, yeah, CG <laughs> sex scene. Yeah, cuts to that. Uh, and then later in the video, he uh, chops off a zombie's head. And, and makes about, out with some girl. And, and, and then kisses a girl because she's grateful. Um, and then later on, she comes back to kiss him. It's just like it's just like they made this video as an excuse so that he could make out with a woman, uh, it seems. <laughs> it's like it's all After Effects uh, stuff. And no footage whatsoever. There's some concept art, and that is it. Which which has been made to look very screenshotty. They look sort of you know slightly target rendery, um, which is just a little bit sus, frankly. And they're asking for nine hundred thousand, of which they've made twenty thousand so far, and they've only got thirty three days left. So that ain't gonna happen. But they've got some really weird like offers. Like for instance, the first seventy five people who um, pitch uh, pitch in two hundred fifty dollars or more get a free Oculus Rift. Now, Oculus Rifts cost $300, so they will be losing $50 on each of those. And a person actually asked a question in the comments, and they said, oh, we're so confident that, that it's going to kick ass on Oculus Rift that we don't mind shitting five grand down the bog or whatever, you know, $4,000 or whatever it is, the, the price difference. They don't mind making that massive loss. The whole point of Kickstarter is to make money. And also, they have ridiculous stretch goals because... The last stretch goal is for $5 million. Now, that means if they make that stretch goal, they've done all the other stretch goals, which involve adding all sorts of new content to the game. And the last stretch goal has um, an Xbox and PlayStation version. Oh, and also, we'll release six months early. Have, these people know nothing about game development. Mm. And if you could make the game six months earlier, you would. Yeah, That would be beneficial to you. 
Yeah, exactly. Not, not to your backers. Well, I mean, it, it might be beneficial to your backers, but it's more beneficial to you to be able to release early. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing. It says, yeah, for, if you give us five million, we're going to crunch our asses off and release uh, an inferior product as a result. <laughs> it's just the worst Kickstarter, and it has these horrible gender politics, and it seems like they know absolutely nothing about making games. It just, it's terrible. It's just genuinely terrible. So oh, I'll post a link to that. Um, so you can all see it and laugh at the badness of the video, because um, it's just e- excruciating. Um, uh, anything else that anyone else has... Should we leave it on that high note of the end there? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it? It's slightly anticlimactic, really. Dark Souls 2 was really good. Yeah, Dark Souls 2. <laughs> there yeah, we'll leave it Dark there. Dark Souls oh, yeah, 2. <laughs> the Fuck you, Enthusiasm Dave. in Dave's voice, though. It's really good. And we'll get, tell you, we'll, we'll just make you play it a bit. Yeah? Should we do that? Should we just finally hold you down and force you to play it? Yeah. That's basically uh, assault in several different ways. Forcing someone to play Dark Souls. And, and still better than the video for yeah. Realms of Goldesia. Uh, yeah, that was five minutes of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> uh, cheers, right. See you next month. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.